Indeed, you are locked into another episode of FPL Bros. We're up to episode... Is this episode 28? Episode 28. 28, I think, yes. Uh, so, the only place to get all your FPL chat and football chat. Nobody does it like we do, so... I don't know why you're even fronting, man. Yes, this is... For the next half an hour or so, this is where you're going to get the good stuff. How's everyone doing? Yeah, not doing too bad myself. It's been a good week so far. Yes, it has. Some of us. For all I want to say is, what is going on? What the heck is going on? Manchester City. What? (laughs) (laughs) What, man? Yeah. I I, don't know, man. I I don't know what's happening. But um, everyone's starting starting to question Pep's tactics. Mm. Very much so. Do you think it was tactics? I think they were quite unlucky. I mean, I mean. Personally, I feel like they were quite unlucky with the two penalties, well, three penalties in a game. What, mm. what, like, you're, not, you're rarely going to win a game once you've conceded three penalties, you know? Yeah, so uh, I feel like I it, was, it was a bit of both. Also, yeah, I, I agree with you. The penalties, you'd call it unlucky, but there were slim mistakes mm-hmm. um, because of how he's played, you know, how you set up the team. And Vardy was always going to be running on the back of the defenders. I'm not trying to brag, but if you use the Liverpool game as an example, we knew Aubameyang was going to try and make the run, so we had a high line. I think City should have really used the pace of Walker, and I kept saying this because I I remember watching the game, I was like, if Vardy needs to score a goal, he needs to stay away from Walker. And actually, he 
I think the first penalty was committed by uh, Walker. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was Walker, but I remember Walker did commit a foul, which led to a penalty anyway. So yeah. he didn't even need to stay away from him. It was a case of getting the foul while mm. he was running down towards the box, not while he was already in the box, which is mm. dangerous. And and they and they really pushed back when yeah. um, Leicester had the ball, which was silly, which was a really silly tactic. But um, you know, all in all. The stats show that City dominated that game. I mean, how can you have 72% possession and end up losing 5-2? It just goes to show that they're not taking the chances. They're not that's, creating. That's just, Pep, that's just Pep Guardiola all over, isn't it? You know, of course, he's always going to have the possession. He's always going to have the possession. But it's what you do with it that counts. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, so... I hope you guys don't mind if we quickly let the boys and girls and ladies and gentlemen know how we did. Does, does anybody <laughs> want to go first? <laughs> All right, I'll go yeah, first I'll... in that case. Yeah, All right, you then. go. So I got 38 points and like half the world, I had Son and then uh, obviously only played for 45 minutes. I captained Werner like the other half of the world and he did nothing. DCL obviously rolled in and then I got some points from Alexander-Arnold and some points from Ailing, and that is all I have to write home about oh yeah and the assist from Salah so luckily for me because my first two game weeks were so good this uh, disaster kind of cushioned it a little bit but um, I've got a red arrow and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that yeah so who's next I don't mind I'm um, similar to you I was going to say, just similar to you, I've got 38 points as well. Yeah. Rashford got me a goal, finally. Oh, yeah. Werner um, was captain, he got me nothing. And Adams got me an assist. And I think we spoke about Adams on the last pod as well, as being someone who's got a bit of potential as well. So that was quite good. Yeah. And then Trent got me the assist, I believe. But yeah, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great week. I also took a minus four hit, so... I think I actually ended up with 34 points after the four-point hit. So, yeah, currently okay. doing the worst out of us. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's um, a marathon, so... don't worry. It's a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, again, you've just got to think about how it's going to play out over the rest of the season. Plenty of places uh-huh. to pick up points. And then, Jamie, I've actually got your points up in front of me, unless you've got them as well. I've got them as or, well. yeah. So yeah, so, I, you came in before T8, so yeah, the best bad. out of us tonight, anyway. Tonight, yeah, at least tonight. It's funny that he didn't, that James hasn't showed up <laughs> because he would, have, he would have loved this week. But hey, oh well. So I'll take I'll take all the plaudits. So I captained Ings, which was a good safe bet. Um, yeah. He's he got his goal and then he got three bonus points, which topped him off, and it gave me got me 18 points with him captained. And then I had Havertz and Calvert Lewin, and then sent uh, Alexander Arnold as well. Uh, which was good. He got a bonus and um, he got an assist. So that was those. Those were those were my big points this week. Yeah, I think it. I think it went pretty well. I mean, for, yeah. for the following week, I'm I'm looking I'm looking at Sun because we had a chat about it earlier today. We've got his yes, he's got his red yeah. morning sign. And he he got us a point last week. Everyone got excited when he did it when he when he when he went rampant against Southampton, and now it's like oh. But did we did we did we did we just follow the craze and and bring him in for no reason? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, yeah. yeah. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. And in fact, we might as well get straight on to that. I mean, in terms of Son. 
first of all, according to Mourinho, he's going to be back after the international break. And yeah, what I've heard is that he's back for the fixtures on the 17th of October, which is effectively two weeks from now. Uh, but if, if you factor in the fact that he was injured at the weekend, it's nearly three weeks. Three weeks long enough to return from a hamstring? I don't know. It depends. But if people are thinking about getting rid of Son rather than holding on to him, and I wouldn't blame you if you did want to hold on to him because Spurs' fixtures are still quite good, what kind of replacements would you be thinking about? Hmm. Well, I've already I've already done my transfers this week. Let me look. He's worth, what, nine, nine million? That's right. Okay. Yeah, so I think... With Son, there are a few options. There are a few cheaper options and there are a few more premium options depending on how much money you had. Yeah. So uh, the cheaper options were your Barnes, your Mares. Mm-hmm. People might even look to um, <laughs> Wolves, who I know, and I know some of you are not too fond of Wolves. So you've got Pedence, but then you also got Muggy. your Zahars. Mugging from... me off, man. <laughs> Mugging me off. <laughs> I think personally for me, if people already haven't got Manchester United cover, that's what mm. I'd be looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so and like then a, a Rashford. Second, yep, yep, yep. It's Rashford or Greenwood, those kind of players, or even Bruno Fernandes, that, that's another yeah. option. Obviously, that's more on the premium side, and that's the bill I was going to get to next. The premium side, I'll probably look at your Mane's, um, just to differentiate it from Salah, because everyone is getting Salah, but I do think mm. Mane's in the form of his life at the moment and then you've obviously got some of your city assets as well so yeah that, those are the kind of players i'd look at right now mm-hmm. yeah. well I, I was looking at um i was looking at some of the the high scoring leeds midfielders like costa and klitsch like yeah. if you look at if you look at points over this week if you look at points overall so far this season they're way in the top 10 comfortably as well and they only cost 5.6 million like yeah, <laughs> yeah like i think what is it one two three four five Six Costa's sixth and Klitsch is seventh out of all midfielders this season so far. So I mean, for five point six mil, and they they don't look like they're slowing down at all. They battering goals every week against teams. So I don't know, if big side or small sides, it seems. It's true. I haven't heard people talk about the uh, Leeds uh, midfielders mm-hmm. much, and uh, looking at their fixtures, it could be worse. I mean, obviously they've got Man City uh, next, but then after that, that's Wolves, and only God knows what you're going to get with them. Then yeah. Aston Villa, you've always got to fancy the, your chances against them. Then Leicester again, uh, and even though Leicester aren't playing badly at the moment, um, they still let in two goals against City, and their defence is still a, a bit of a patchwork job at the moment. So again, see how because they don't have Johnny Evans and they don't have um, uh, Pereira at the moment, do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Palace, and then Arsenal. Although that could be, you know. Although I'm expecting Arsenal defence to be tight this season, it's still not quite as tight as I thought it would be. And then Everton as well, again, even though they're playing well, they don't they seem to be allergic to clean sheets as well. So yeah, I can I can see in terms of saving money and perhaps putting the saving to somewhere. I mean, because you could be looking at saving like like four million, uh three million, three or four million if you go down mm-hmm. to a Leeds midfielder and that can yeah. really, you know, boost your team elsewhere. So, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely uh, because because son son if we change son he's only nine and he's at an mm. awkward position with nine. If you've got no money in the bank, there's no mm. one really in that bracket that's that's of equal quality. Like you are, you've got to go down or you've got to go or you've got to have some money in the bank to go up because Mane's a lot more expensive. So Salah, yeah. so's like 
well, the the top the premium players that we were talking about earlier. And for me, yeah. I, mean, I, I I go for broke every single time. I'm trying to I'm trying to round off to a zero. I don't leave any money in the bank. So if mm. you're like me, then and you haven't got anything in the bank, you really got to look lower and then maybe save up for your next transfer. Or yeah. unless you're willing to lose points. That's the yeah, no, that that I have to say, yeah, I haven't heard people mention these. I mean, I myself, I was thinking, you know, people might look at Mares, uh, they might look at Harvey Barnes uh, as yeah. well. Uh, so those are with, a, with the replacements that I would have mentioned uh, uh, as well. Um, and do you know what? You know, I was slightly tempted today thinking about keeping him, but then I've also got Pedent, and like he's yellow flag, and like I need my players playing, man. You know, I, yeah. I haven't got time to be putting <laughs> nine million pounds worth of, of talent on the bench. So I, I'm probably going to use a transfer and then see see what happens. But uh, yeah, some interesting options there, definitely. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, second of all, I think is the burning question on everybody's lips is what to do with one Timo Werner of Chelsea Football Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he wants to weigh in on this one first. Yeah. Got to give the guy some time. Uh huh. Yeah, I just think hold. If you've already got Werner, my opinion, be hold. Uh, I hate that word, giving him some time to get used <laughs> to the game, get used to the team. But sometimes that's just what it takes. Not everyone comes and hits the ground running and starts, you know, producing amazing results. And people do take some time and. You have to remember Chelsea having really had much of a pre-season, so I reckon he's going to get into his room. Plus, he's got some amazing fixtures still ahead of him. So for me, you know, personally, I'd probably hold on to him for a bit longer. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea are still an attacking team, you know, despite the fact that, you know, they're all over the place a little bit at the moment. And you know, he is the guy who's supposed to be getting them goals right now. You know, sometimes the other day it occurred to me that you could make the comparison between him and Aubameyang when he first came in he wasn't exactly blazing but he had a good record in the Bundesliga and they brought him in to score goals and he pretty much scores them wherever he plays in the front three Mm -hmm. so do do, do, do you think that's a fair comparison or am I just clutching at straws there no it's true it's true because I remember when he came in he didn't really you know wow I think he got like a couple of goals here and there eventually Mm -hmm. and this was when um, Mkhitaryan was in the team wasn't he um, Mm -hmm. at that point but yeah, I think yes, he needs was. to give Werner some time. Especially since he's now got his first goal. Usually when they get the first goal, their confidence really boosts. So oh. since he's got that first goal now, you don't know what he's going to do against Palace. So it's definitely worth watching that space. Mm-hmm. There is that, yeah. There is Palace. But then as Jamie rightly pointed out, when they embarrass Manchester United, uh, Palace like to, they're like party poopers sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. Hodgson just gets it into his head and thinks like, Everyone thinks they're going to have a good weekend, but not if I've got anything to do with it. Literally, <laughs> literally. It's funny. I mean, with me on Werner, uh, maybe I'm just rash, but I'm just like, man, nine million sitting there not collecting me any points. And that's, that's just the way I look at it. I know it sounds, it sounds rash, but I'm just like, cool. there's so many cheap strikers out there at the moment who are raking in Very points. True. We've got Mopey, you've got Ings, you've got uh, even Richarlison's doing better than him. Like, And he's 9.4 mil. I mean, if you've got 0.6 in the bank, you mm. could have had Vardy. True. <laughs> like, if you think of it that way, you could have had Vardy. Yeah. Like, oh, do you know we're, we're waiting what for kills it to click me. till when? 
Yeah, I just want to say real quick that, uh, you know, Liam Morton, who won the Originals League a couple of seasons ago, uh, when I saw Vardy got a hat-trick, I thought, yeah, she's going to be climbing the ranks because uh, she's one of the only people who brought Vardy in in our league this season. And then when I looked on her team, and she transferred him out on a wild card. Oh, no. (laughs) Transferred him out before he got a hat-trick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've mentioned a couple of replacements there. Uh, you're mm-hmm. right. There are cheaper strikers um, who are doing the business. Plus, we know they can do the business because they've done it before. And then obviously you've got one or two more expensive options. I mean, would you, for example, because like I said before, Spurs have got a good run, although Mourinho keeps going on about how many games they've got to play like for the next four or five weeks. And they, I don't know if it's going to tie them out or whatever. But then again, I think they're professional footballers and like for £100,000 a week, I will run around non-stop for 90 minutes once or twice a week. <laughs> so no, no problem. Just show me where to sign and I will do it. And you won't hear me complain once. Anyway, Kane, would you, what would you say somebody who wanted to swap Werner for Kane? Perhaps if they had a bit of change and they were able to do that swap. <laughs> that, that's going a bit far then, is it? Look, can, at the end of the day, I, I stand with my stance on Werner. And, you know, it doesn't make sense to do those swaps. It, it, to me, it's too much of a horizontal swap. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, you're yeah. going from 9.5 to a 10.5 player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kane has in, he's got a few assists, but it's not exactly scored hat-trick after hat-trick. Yeah. You know, if no. you're swapping Werner to Carver-Lewin, yeah, fair enough, I understand. Or to Ainge, yeah. maybe, where... You know, it, let's say Ings did have quite a few decent fixtures coming up, and uh, I can't remember the fixtures he has got coming up. I think the next one is good, though, but I could understand the cost saving there. But mm. it's too horizontal for me. It's like individual mm-hmm. swapping De Bruyne to Salah. It just doesn't make sense. You just leave them in the team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I can see an argument for and against for both for that as well. But I get what you're saying. If it's, if it's, for, if it's for Kane, Kane's not exactly lighting up the league at the moment. And, no, and, no. and you can see his pace is gone. <laughs> you can, oh, that was that was wait, evident wait, from early. Well, he's, he's like he's like what he's like twenty six. His knees are shot. He ain't got it in him anymore. <laughs> what we say that? You're talking about him like he needs a mobility scooter or something. <laughs> in, in this in this he's day and age. Look, he's in the, the, the current football. He's in the prime right. of his life. If you're not, if, you're, if, you're, if I'm not seeing you peg down, peg down through the middle of the middle of the middle to the box, and you're smacking it, I'm not hearing it. Like I, I'm not hearing you. Like like he was doing, he was setting it up for Sun. Yeah. Pain, pain should it, it it should be even even. He he was he was tracking back, holding up, and then kicking it long. Like he seemed tired. <laughs> I, I have to admit that did surprise me. Um, you would have expected it to be the other way round, but everyone goes on about, oh, he's the best passer of the ball at Spurs, and I was thinking, well, they didn't, he, they haven't got him at Spurs to be the best passer of the ball. They've got him at Spurs to be the end of the passes, surely. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> kind of moving on from that, penalties. It's uh, a so it's a kind of a segue because Kane takes the penalties of Spurs. Werner may be on penalties. As somebody who's probably going to keep him, I'm kind of hoping that he does because his record is pretty good. It's at least as good as Jorginho's. But we saw, or we've seen an awful lot of penalties. 
Uh-huh. Uh, it's funny, really, because at the beginning of last season, everybody said, oh, VAR's going to come in. We're going to see loads of penalties. And it wasn't actually there wasn't that many. But now this season, it seems like it, they're starting to pop up. Obviously, there's a whole handball thing. But what do we think? Yeah. So if we just get penalty takers, just fill our teams full of penalty takers and just, you know, after that, cross our feet because it's all done. We're all done. Yeah, I think penalties is an interesting one, isn't it? Because with the new handball rules, the amount of penalties already been given is ridiculous. Not to mention, because of the lack of pre-season, a lot of defenders are being a little bit more sloppy. Agreed. With Agreed. tackles. I saw an interesting stat, which was like, after 26 games, they've given 20 penalties away. Now, that is ridiculous, because is I'll give you the stat for last last season. After 380 games... They gave 92 penalties away, um, which is, wow. you know, a ratio of, of almost um, for every four games, you get one penalty. Whereas in this one, it's almost getting to one to one. Yeah. <laughs> so it is probably worth looking at penalty takers. I'll be honest. I think so. I think I think you've got to take it with caution, though, because I think I think if you're if you're looking between two players of similar skill and of similar points, like uh, history of points. And then one of them is a penalty taker, and one of them is not. Then obviously go with the penalty taker. But I don't oh, think, but I don't, but I don't think sell a player to bring in a penalty taker because <laughs> that can backfire as well. So if you're looking at your, let's say your United assets, you might pick Bruno Fernandez over Rashford just because Fernandez takes the majority of the penalties. Yep. Same with Liverpool, you might look at Salah instead of Mane mm. purely because you. Salah will take penalties, but you wouldn't exactly go and you know sell. For example, you wouldn't sell like one of your premium mid midfielders to bring in, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crystal Palace's penalty taker. Yeah, although I've heard that Saha takes them as well now. He's, they're, trying, uh, they're trying to slip us, you know. <laughs> yeah, because Van Van Aanholt is injured. Milivojevic is on the bench a lot these days. So yeah. there's a good chance that the only penalty taker on the pitch at Crystal Palace when they get one is Zaha. And he no, has no, been looking... Took last that, that, who took it? That it? Because Zaha took the second one. Someone took the first one and it was saved. Yeah, it, well, it's, yeah, it, was, it, it was Ayu. Yeah, Ayu. It was Ayu. He, yeah. yeah. he got two shots, right? He tried it twice. Am I wrong? Or, or, am, I, or am I just uh, thinking? No, Ayu took the first one. And he missed, but then uh-huh. they said that the goalkeeper was off the line. And then Roy Hodgson was like, "Yeah, I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> you take it." And of course, Zaha took it and it went in. Yeah, uh, but you know, they, obviously, they have faith in him taking the penalties. Well, I'm just quickly looking at the, um, the usual suspects for penalties: Arsenal, it's Bamiyang. Uh, like you mentioned, you've got uh, Vardy, obviously Salah. Uh, at Liverpool, mm-hmm. De Bruyne at Spurs, uh, sorry, at Man City, and then Fernandes at Man uh, United. But at Leeds, you've got Click, and I think Jamie, you mentioned that he might be an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Everton, it looks like yeah. it's Richarlison at the moment because uh, Sigurdsson's not on the pitch. And then, you know, if you really want to scrape the barrel, uh, actually, before barrel scraping, I'm just going to say Jimenez at Wolves. Uh, yeah. um, Wolves. Anyway, uh, and. Uh, then <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Anyway, uh, so at West Ham, you've got Noble when he's on the pitch, and when he's not off on the pitch, it's Antonio. 
and oh, then um, January, yeah. at Southampton it's Ings obviously at Sheffield United it's Norwood but I don't really see Sheffield United getting penalties I don't know I could be wrong about that and then you know then there's a real sort of shrug your shoulders at Burnley it's Barnes for example but then Sean Dyche has made an entire career out of complaining about how few penalties his team gets and for me the answer is simple I said sure mate don't discipline your players when they take a dive just just you know let them play with a bit of guile let them play with a bit of street smarts you think mm. anybody gets fined at, at Barcelona for, for diving? Somehow, I don't think so. Um, yeah. But I, nobody wants to hear that in the pre-English Premier League, do they? So uh, mm-hmm. I'll just keep quiet. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense, really. Uh, if you've got two players, you can't decide who you want. You just pick the penalty taker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've certainly got my eye on them, most definitely. But I don't think I'll be scraping the barrel. However, yeah. I did think about Antonio for a bit. I don't like West Ham's fixtures at the moment, but um, when they look a little bit better, Antonio is definitely one I would like to give some thought to. Yeah, I mean, Derek's stats says it all, really. I think for the time being, you might as well pile in on them. I did read somewhere yeah. that from this weekend's matches, the referees are told to be a bit more lenient in applying the law, but that's only in relation to the handballs. Like Derek said, the, the defenders are still a little bit all over the place, not much mm-hmm. of a pre-season. The thing about football is that when a defender makes a mistake, it usually leads to a goal. But if a striker makes a mistake, it means they just smack it into row Z. So, you know, if a striker hasn't had much of a pre-season, you just think, oh, who cares? You know, because they're always shooting and missing. But if a defender yeah. hasn't had much pre-season, you think, Crikey, this means they're going to start conceding or, or giving away penalties, and that's what's been happening. So, mm. yeah, that looks like it's uh, worth taking a look at. Yeah, actually, one thing I wanted to say real quick. I know, Jamie, you've been talking about the importance of bonus points, and yeah. you're right, it's certainly something to take uh, notice of. Uh, but just real quickly, I'm going to ask you and know, put, put you on the spot. What do you know about bonus points and how they're awarded? Tell me. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> because okay. because in the game, I'll watch a game and I'll think, yeah, nah, solid. He's got the bonus points. I'll go back and I'll check and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Why have yep. you not got anything? Yeah. I haven't got a yeah. clue. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that a decent performance based on what you saw on the pitch would lead to bonus points. But it's pretty much entirely based on opta statistics. So uh, things like the amount of passes you make, the amount of tackles, the amount of successful dribbles you do. Yeah. And generally speaking, these are the kind of bonus points I think, generally speaking, you need to be aware of. And uh, we're putting this out there for anyone who's listening as well, in case you don't know how the bonus point system works. So, you know, take notice of this and obviously if you know it it will help influence you to decide who you're going to pick as players first and foremost you pretty much get bonus points based on what you're supposed to be doing so if you are a forward and you score a goal you get a whole load of bonus points um ah rewind let me step back okay um bonus points are worked out in what they call the bonus point system so basically what i was saying before tackling running dribbling they give you bonus point system score and then at the end of the game, whoever has the most gets the three points. Who has the second amount gets the two bonus points. And whoever has the third amount gets one bonus point. Is that clear so far? Yeah, so far. Yeah. 
Uh, let me give you an example, okay? So Brighton to Man United three. In the bonus point system, Fernandes got 40, 40, a score of 40, Mope got a score of 33, and Sonny Marsh got a score of 31. So Fernandes got three bonus points, Mope got two bonus points, and Marsh got one. Right. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, nothing. Yeah. Okay, just real quick. If you're a striker and you score a goal, it gives you a, quite a big bonus point score to go towards you know, your final bonus point score at, at the end of the game. If you're a midfielder and you assist, again, that's usually going to give you the best bonus point score. Yeah, the best for your bonus point score. God, I hate this. It's just so confusing, all the terms I've got to use. But I'm going to power through. Yeah, I'm nearly there. And then obviously, if you're a defender, if you do blocks, uh, tackles, interceptions, CBI, what's that? Is that? That's blocks, interceptions, and what's what's the C stand for? Challenges, is this? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Challenges. Yeah. Uh, so if you get a high amount of them, then your bonus point score is going to be really high as well. Passes, successful passes also contribute to a good bonus point score. So you'll often find that uh, defenders and goalkeepers, because they tend to do the most successful passes in the game, that also counts towards uh, their bonus point score. But the problem with that is that you find at the beginning of the game, usually when it's nil-nil, that's when you find that the, the highest bonus point scores are with the defenders and the goalkeeper because they work it out in real time. But as soon as a goal gets scored, then it's the striker, whoever scored the goal, goes right to the top of a bonus point score. Um, so that's number one. So if you've got a nil-nil and your keeper and defenders made loads of passes, you can guarantee that they're going to get like some nice high bonus point scores there. Bonus points also uh, reward you for being efficient. So some people may have noticed that Salah doesn't get an awful lot of bonus points. And the reason he doesn't is because he shoots all the time. <laughs> and if you're wasteful with your shots or you, um, you know, you've got a big chance and you miss it or you don't even hit the target, it affects your bonus point score. So people who are really efficient and barely take any shots at all, like Vardy, Ings is another person who barely takes any shots. Jimenez also barely takes any shots. But when they do take shots, they're usually good. They're usually on target. And every now and again, they score. Then they get the bonus points. So that's how that works out as well. And uh, if you get yellow cards, obviously, that's a minus. If you miss a penalty, that's a minus. If you're goalkeeping, you save a penalty. That goes towards your bonus point score as well. So I remember on the chat you were saying when DCL got his goal, you thought he had a good game and you thought he was going to be in for bonus, but he didn't get any, did he? I was He's super that unhappy to with Jamie, that. I think. Sorry. Yes, yeah. sorry, that, that's to Jamie, yeah. Yeah, sorry, no, yeah. no, he didn't. I was very unhappy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pretty expecting, all right, another... I was counting yeah. my chickens. I was like, all right, that's another three points. Okay, yeah. that looks good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that is that other players on his team, they just did more impressive stuff. Um, Richarlison, even though he got a yellow card, he scored. And I can imagine that he was just more efficient and he was also, also more creative. If you do a lot of key passes, for example, that gives you a high bonus point score. Dina also got a bonus point uh, because he gave an assist and again if you're a defender and you get uh, an assist or a goal defenders usually don't get the assist or goals it's usually midfielders and forwards so defenders get decent bonus point scores for doing stuff that attackers usually do Coleman also got a bonus point because he also got an assist as well and then for Crystal Palace Cuarte also got some bonus points because uh, he scored a goal and yeah he's down as a midfielder so 
basically Calvert-Lewin did what he was supposed to do. He's a forward. He's supposed to score a goal. Um, I didn't see that game. It's possible that he was quite wasteful with his chances, but the, the rest of them are just more impressive over the game. And it was in the little things, key passes, the amount of passes they make. And like, I'm, this is really dry and I'm going to stop talking now. So that's it. That's bonus points. Any anything else we want to cover before we get on to player picks and predictions? No, I'm happy to move on to that. Okay. Um, which which should we do first? The player picks or predictions? It's uh, predictions first usually, isn't it? Predictions first, then player picks. Okie dokie. Right. Let's see how what we've got here. Fixer, 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 fixers. All right. So we will start with uh, basically. I'm going to say the fixture and then everybody can chip in with their prediction. So uh, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. Who wants to take that one? Chelsea win. Uh huh. Jamie, you're muted. Jamie, you've muted yourself. Unmute Sorry. your mic. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking. And I was invited. Um, uh, I'll say Chelsea will win. But I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. Okay, then. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. On the one hand, Chelsea haven't looked all that good. But on the other, it is Crystal Palace. And I think Mendy's going to play, isn't he? I don't know, but did he look that great the other day? I mean, I he did He did, He did. did some very basic things. I mean, I suppose for Chelsea, the bar is on the floor. But it was very basic <laughs> that he was doing. Like, he caught a ball. And Chelsea fans were like, whoa, man, he caught it. <laughs> Hey, look, they haven't seen a goalkeeper catch a ball in a long time. Yeah, you've got to give them that. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I would say, do you know what? I'm going to go for a draw, actually. Maybe the midweek game is going to take a little bit out of Chelsea. Excuse me. And you can get at them. You can definitely get at them. So that's my prediction. Shall we do Everton v Brighton? You know, all eyes on Calvert-Lewin. He got another hat-trick tonight. So, yeah, what's going to happen there? How's that going to pan out? I reckon Everton will win, but not 2-0. So, Everton win, both teams to score. Because Brighton still look dangerous. They, they've been playing, playing really well. Yeah. Um, especially the game against um, United. So, yeah. Did they score in that game, actually? <laughs> Don't you remember that? It finished 3-2. Yeah, just about. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Ah, sorry. Who did they play in the Carabao Cup just now? Man United again, and I think Man United beat them three 0 Oh right. Well, okay. Well, they, they sent out the reserves this time. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I sometimes I do take those results with a pinch of salt because, um, well, you know, it's Carabao Cup, really. So yeah. Uh, uh, don't read too much into it. Yeah, Jamie, what do you reckon? Yeah, they played their strong at all. They played like they changed almost all their players. Brighton did so. I think I think Everton are going to win, and I think it'll be. I don't think I think it'll be quite a comfortable win. I don't think Brighton are going to slow them down. I think because Everton oh, wow. Everton have got Everton have got crazy momentum at the moment, and it's at home. I feel like they'll do. I think they'll do a job on Brighton. Having said that, uh, Richardson came off injured. Allen came off injured. And I think somebody else was injured today as well for Everton. Wait, this is they those two got injured just today? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you play them? <laughs> what? <laughs> like what's the what? <laughs> These are they're they're integral to your system. You have not got a squad depth. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe not as convincingly as I thought. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, let's see who else got injured for. Um, yeah, Richarlison and Allen, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you're right, they are integral, and Brighton are dangerous. Um, so, yeah, I think this will be the first real test for uh, Ancelotti, not that he's already had some. Um, and ah, I don't know, with the way Calvert-Lewin's playing, I'm going to give a, a, a narrow win to Everton, maybe a 1-0 or a 2-1. Um, all right, then, Leeds versus Man City. You know what I'm saying for that one already. You got City? No, what are you saying? I think it's City are absolutely going to destroy Leeds. Wow. 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 That is, that's a statement. <laughs> I won't lie, that's a statement. No, no, so no. Wait, I'm not, can I, that, I just want to, I've got a follow-up question just from that. So so then, if Man City are going to destroy Leeds and Liverpool are unable, unable to destroy Leeds, does that mean Man City are better than Liverpool? <laughs> you just uh, I mean Liverpool's first game in this in the in the Prem this this season was against a Leeds team who they've never played against and obviously Liverpool looked a bit shaky. They still were warming up. I think City have a lot to prove, as you saw from mm. today's game. Mm. And I think Pep is not very happy with the results they're getting and he's demanding a lot from the players and they will deliver. They always bounce back from bad wins. It happened last season when they lost to some really dodgy teams. They um, do bounce back. But I'm going to mess with you here as well. Haven't they already bounced back? Because tonight they beat Burnley 3-0, so they've had their bounce back now. Not for the Prem, they haven't. Uh, uh, um, uh, Yeah, Jamie, what do you reckon? I don't know. Like, I think I I said it in our chat earlier on. I said I think this is like one of those either-way games because I just I can't see it. I can't see. I can't. I can see. I can see positives on both sides. Mm. If I had to hazard a guess, I would say. I would say City just because of the quality. Because mm-hmm. when it gets to when it gets to the seventieth minute and like the games at a stalemate, they can bring on some real talent. I don't know who Leeds can bring on. So, Very true. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's a good point. <laughs> who, who are Leeds bringing on? Rodrigo. Because, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Because like, well, uh, depending on who they start, they could bring on Mares. They could bring on whoever. And you don't mm. want Mares against tired championship legs. It's not really fair. <laughs> okay. Um, the way I see it is that uh, there's going to be goals in this game because Leeds aren't just interested in defending at all, are they? And Man City try as they might, they just can't defend. So I think that we're, we're going to see another ding dong. You know, um, could it be another four three? Quite possibly. Leeds are going to concede, but they've got no problem scoring goals. I don't know if that Ruben Diaz is going to be ready to play. You know, they've just signed him, haven't they? Mm. The new company. And even if he does play, is he, you know, how is he going to slot in? I don't know. Although, generally speaking, I think Portuguese players do quite well in the Prem, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I say... (laughs) 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 Yeah, as soon as they leave Wolves, that's when they turn it on. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, a high-scoring game, but a Man City win. Um, so if you've got Leeds attackers and Man City attackers, then you just fill your boots, man. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Uh, Arsenal versus Sheffield United. I'm going to give that one to you, Jamie, first of all. Well, Arsenal are going to win, I think. Uh-huh. I would say uh-huh. Arsenal are going to win because I feel like a small bounce back from what happened at Liverpool, Arteta's going to like, well, give him a telling off. 
well, we don't know what's going to happen actually um, tomorrow, but yeah, Arteta is going to give them a telling off and well make them come come correct for the Premier League because they can't afford to lose any more points because it happens so fast in this league. Like you lose you lose you lose two games on the trot, and that's it. You're in tenth. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a long true, way back actually. up. So it, it's quite. Gonna, it's alarming how quickly things can slide uh, if exactly. you take your eye off the ball. So he's going to be on their necks <laughs> right now. So yeah. <laughs> So I think I think yeah. we'll win, and Sheffield Sheffield defences look shaky. It's true. Uh, yeah, Derek, what do you think? I reckon it could be a draw. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hear the man out. Let's hear the man out. That's cheeky. No. <laughs> How is that cheeky? So I mean, the Sheffield defence isn't great. I, I will um, admit that, but Arsenal defence isn't great either. <laughs> and you know, if Sheffield United decide to um, drop back and essentially just flood the, the, the outside of the box with players and play, you know, they, they can be disciplined. They they showed that last year. They ha- they haven't mm. been so far this year, but if they decide to be very disciplined defensively, I don't see Arsenal breaking through because Arsenal don't have the creativity to do that. They don't play long balls. Arsenal like teams who attack them so they can counter-attack. Sheffield United are non-attacking team. So you, so to, to break through them, you need some sort of creativity could this, of some could sort. Could this be a game which would, for example, need Ozil? Would he suddenly come in back into the cold? I'll, if I'll, get tell, into you, the I'll tell you for okay. free. Arsenal are going to win the Champions League this year if Ozil comes back in the squad. Well, before Ozil <laughs> comes back in the squad, should I say... It's not. He's not got. He's not got any chance. Look, he's not making Carabao Cup squad. Like if you put it, like put it in context. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay, but he's like, not. I think I think Derek's made a valid point there because you you don't really seem to have somebody who unlocks defenses at the moment. It's all about the pace of the youngsters mm-hmm. and, and the direct running of Aubameyang and mm-hmm. the hold up play of Lacazette. Um, like for example, Torreira, he could have been the man. But they're talking about sh- shifting him on. So, well, you know, w- what if Sheffield United literally do put ten men behind the ball? Then, then we'll then then we'll we'll probably draw. That's probably the reality of it. But I know I like like the reality is that we're never bringing like I can tell I would I would, I would bet I would bet a lot of money that we won't bring Ozil in. It's just not happening. Yeah, I it's mean, not. I think Arteta's the bridge-burning type, isn't he? Like Ferguson, you know, because Gwendouzi's not coming back as well, is he? You know, once, once you're out in the cold, you know, he just he just locks the door and, and you're there with your, the cup in your hand. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mikel, I'm sorry. No, it's too late. Well, I don't know. Uh, like no, that. I don't know. no the, the, the reports are that Kanduzi's actually stubborn and he's not apologising. That's the reason why he can't come back in the squad. Okay. Say sorry and you can come in and he is, says no. It, it's, it's not being reconciled. That's all I'm saying. Um, no, actually, I'm going to throw the cat a bunch of pigeons here. Do you think the 3-1 scoreline flattered Liverpool? No. I think it flattered Arsenal rather. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I think I think I think I saw Liverpool playing I think I think I saw Liverpool playing playing really good football. First half at least. We mm. were we were we were stuck. <laughs> Their press was immense and it just looked like it looked like the Liverpool of like of like high flying last season where they were just the press was immense. You weren't getting out. They were play they were knocking the ball in around your box. And like you thought you had it locked in and then Robertson comes in or Mane slips through or something like that. 
You know, it was, oh. it was, it was, it was, it was top. It was top, top play from Liverpool. I can't, yeah, I can't the, fault them the, on the that. The press was immense. I, I kept watching it, especially towards the second half, thinking they're gonna get tired. They're gonna stop pressing, and they mm-hmm. literally did not stop. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I, I don't know how they do it. Like, honestly, I think I, I feel like I feel like they turned it on for Arsenal. Like I, I like because I, I watched I watched some Liverpool games sometimes, and I hadn't seen mm. them play at that. Like I felt like they were bringing like a serious. You know how I said yeah. that Klopp wouldn't let the free peat happen. It's like he yeah. told them in the in the dressing room, look lads, I'm not losing this game. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> if we lose, you might have walking <laughs> like nothing's <laughs> happened. Like I'm not losing. And they went out and they just they performed for him, you know? They fought for the yeah. man. He's got the right words, it has to be said. Um, I I don't know. I actually think Arsenal are gonna win this game because uh, I think Sheffield United are done. And Chris Wilder he can put a brave face on. And I know he's been really bullish coming out and saying, oh, yeah, everybody thinks we're down, blah, blah, blah. You know, but, you know, second season is a thing. It happens. You're mm-hmm. really great for one season and then you just get battered the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's not like he's brought in big stars. Yeah. And and, you know, it's maybe the Premier League's just figured him out, just figured his team out. Because how can you go from a super tight... Actually, I know how you can go from a super tight defence to a completely leaky one, because you don't have Henderson in there anymore. Yeah, I've just answered my own question. No Henderson, no points to Sheffield United. Simple. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. OK, Man United and Spurs. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the last one and the big one that we are going to probably be looking at. So I'll let you go first, Jamie. <laughs> Thanks for that one. <laughs> Manchester United and Manchester United and Spurs. Hmm. Mad. I don't know. <laughs> like they're both as bad as each other at the moment. <laughs> uh, I would say Ole is going to beat Mourinho, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be at Old Trafford. Ole's going to Ole does very well against the top six, if you like, sides. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to he's going to beat Mourinho, and that's and that's that that's the end of that story, I think. Okay, yeah, I I I agree. Um, as as much as I uh, I'm not Ole's biggest fan. Um, I his front three are looking good, and uh, if they get a penalty and Fernando takes it, let's face it, it's quite likely to happen. And Spurs again are a little bit wobbly, although they they've got Regulion now, and uh, apparently he looked good uh, yesterday. Mm. And, yeah, I saw him get and... sent to the shops. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> as we did a one cut back and he ended up in the in the first row of the of well the you know just give, give him that one game but um yeah it just it just looks like a kind of a you know routine job for them as it were Spurs try might try as they might you know but with son out the suspect looking defense uh yeah Derek you want to add anything to that yeah, sadly, I think United are going to take this one. Um, mm. Like you said, Son's out. United have their full squad and they're going to be rested as well. Um, a lot of them didn't play today's game. Some of them came on as subs. They've got options in terms of, you know, their midfield. Um, they've got their full squad fit as well. Um, yeah, I, I just see Ole winning this, especially if they're playing at home at Old Trafford. Like you said, Jamie, you don't really see them losing this big one against Mourinho as well, um, because I'm sure some of the players will make sure they don't lose to Mourinho. So, yeah. This is it, exactly. And also, they've got their ace in the hole. Like, all else fails, they'll get a penalty after full time. 
<laughs> you know, so there's always that. <laughs> Just okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm giving you the mantle. I was known as the, the Ollie hater, but like you've done, you've done a, a bang up job, young man, Jamie. I, I, I so, like, I've got, I've got a real vendetta against managers <laughs> that people put in the same bracket as Arteta. <laughs> I hate it. I don't want to hear no Lampard. I don't want to hear no Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Okay. It's all yours, man. You can like you can cuss him every week now. It's, no it's over to you. All right. Um. <laughs> Villa and Liverpool. Yeah, Villa and Liverpool. I mean, I mentioned that. Uh, well, obviously in our private chat, I mentioned the uh, Ross Barkley. I saw he got signed today, so I mean that's a bit concerning for Liverpool. <laughs> I've got to say that I completely missed that. <laughs> How much did he cost? I, I think he got taken on loan, if I'm not mistaken. So they, oh right. So they brought him on loan. But Liverpool, have, Liverpool have bolstered their midfield. Like they brought in. I mean, before last season, if you remember, it was just it was Grealish or nothing. If it wasn't Grealish, mm. nothing was happening. Or at least it wasn't Grealish assisting or doing an individual bit of magic or like knocking it in from outside the box. But now they're they're trying to bring in some. Mm, mediocre-ish players like Ross Barkley he's got a shot on him every now and then so they're just trying to bring in some separate firepower so I don't know I mean I'm not saying this is nothing's going to happen this game I reckon Liverpool will run through them personally but like for later on in the season I don't I don't think they're going to be doing too badly because there was a point last season where Aston Villa were like oh Greenish he's doing really well they might do all right this season so maybe now they've got a couple few other attacking options they could they could look to do well later on in the season but th- this game, Liverpool, all, all over. Derek? Yep, Liverpool. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, the power of three. I think <laughs> Liverpool are just going to put them to bed, basically. Yeah. Tuck them in, nice hot cup of Horlicks. It's a night-night villa. Don't have nightmares, apart from this game, obviously. Mm. But, um, I, just, I just can't see it any other way. And sure, the Villa defence has shaped up lately, but it's still Villa and it's still Liverpool. And like Liverpool are just looking scary at the moment. They really are, you know. So, you know, you know at least you tried, Villa. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Always next week. Okie dokie, player picks. We've been talking for a while now. Um, so should we just do one each? Yeah. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, then. Derek, you want to go first? Yeah, so my player pick for this week is the flying Sterling. Because like yeah. I said, and I'm sticking to my word, City are going to destroy Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> and even though De Bruyne might get quite a few assists, I reckon Sterling's going to be at the end of that ball with the goal. So that's my player pick for this week. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie, have you got any any thoughts or shall I give you a bit more time to think and I'll go next? You you do next. Let me think a bit. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I'm also going to go for a Man City player, but I'm going to go with Mares. And uh, the reason for that is that with with, with Mares, you never really know whether he's going to start, whether he's going to get 30 minutes or 60 minutes. But with no Jesus and with no Aguero and with David Silva having gone, and obviously Torres is still getting up to speed. I don't see any reason why Mares can't start and why he can't do some real damage. I mean, he was he was pretty good against Leicester, even though they lost that game. And uh, I, I don't see any reason why he can't switch it on again. So he's a little bit under the radar, I think. But 
yeah, I'm going to go with Mares. So City again, but uh, this time it's your boy on the opposite opposite <laughs> flank. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I thought I'm going to go with Mane because of his performance against Arsenal. Mm. Like blistering pace, strength. Mm. He was on it for the full 90 minutes, looking for the goals, hungry. And I think that against Villa is is going to be it's going to be painful. So I think Mar I think Mane is going to have a good fun this weekend against Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's just a decent shout as well. Most definitely, there's no reason why he he can't do it. I mean, again, you you, you never know when Salah's going to turn it on, but at the moment, in terms of pure form, uh, it looks like Mane. Like I was saying before, he's not as wasteful as Salah, so uh, he's always more likely to get bonus points as well. All right, then. Okay, so I think that's it for this evening. Thanks once again, guys, for doing the pod as well. I really do appreciate it. And uh, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Also, hit the like button. Um, Let's get our subscriptions up. Let's get our likes up. It's all good stuff. You know you love it. Just show your appreciation. Show us some love. Before we sign off, I just want to give a shout out to the guy who's leading the FPL Rose League. And that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's doing really well. I don't know if you've noticed. So that is uh, Daniel Dramina and his team is, she said, bend me over. Very good. He's on 172 points and he is, I think, yeah, he's in the top 16,000. And yeah, uh, he's just, we just established he's on 172 points because we're only taking it into consideration from game week two. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But he's also top of the music football uh, fatherhood online league as well. Mm. And he's had a good start to the season. So uh, yeah. I'm going to show a bit of love. I mean, who's top of the originals league, which actually started from game week one? We already know who's top, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot. But again, I'm not going to say anything because it's a marathon. Yeah. And as I alluded to today in the chat, I'm clueless now. There's been three game weeks and I really don't know what to do. And I know that whatever I do do will probably be the wrong move. But uh, anyway, it's going to be an FPL Bros. One, two, three, four, end of the season. Just you wait. Just you watch. So well done to Daniel Double D. I think he calls himself on Twitter. Congrats, man. And uh, let's see if you can keep it up. Okay, so that's it then. Thanks everyone for listening, and I'm going to sign off and say goodbye. Yeah, take it easy, guys. Yeah, and goodbye from me too. Okay, thanks for listening. Good luck, everybody, this game week, and bye bye. <laughs>